Are you still trying to figure out how to use social media to drive more business? On this episode of DealCasters, we talk to the unique thought leader and award-winning streaming lawyer, Mitch Jackson, who's the best-selling author of The Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Mitch is one of the most well-known active trial lawyers on social media. He's been profiled in best-selling marketing books and dozens of publications and platforms, including Inc., Mashable, and The Wall Street Journal. Not only that, he's blazing a trail for other content creators on the hot new app Clubhouse and sharing his strategies with you. The court is now in session. Let's go. So let's bring Mitch on. Mitch Jackson, the streaming lawyer. You guys are awesome. Jim and Chris, thanks for having me on. It's good to be on the show, guys. Thanks for joining us. And so Mitch, what got you into social media to begin with? You've got to spend a lot of hours prepping for your clients, spending time in court. You know, as you know, my wife being a court reporter, she knows what you guys go through as lawyers. I mean, how do you do it? I do it to keep my sanity. I do it because I became a lawyer, Jim, to help people. I met my wife in law school and Lisa and I practiced together. We have for the last 33, 34 years, although she was with a a big defense firm for about the first four years of her practice. And then we got married. And when we came back from our honeymoon, she came in with me and the rest is history. That was back in 1988. And uh, I always wanted to help people. I wanted to take on the wrongdoers, wanted to take on the bullies in the world. That's why I decided to become a lawyer, first-generation lawyer. Didn't know what I was getting myself into. But what I quickly realized is it's about helping people. And the reason I've embraced social and digital and the internet is back in the day, Jim and Chris, we used to meet one-on-one. Right, The clients used to have to get in their car, drive down to the office, come in, meet with us, and we'd be able to answer their legal questions. And what I realized quickly, especially in 1996 when we put up our first website, was I was able to communicate not just one-to-one, but one-to-a-hundred, one-to-a-thousand, one-to-ten-thousand. And so it allowed me to help more consumers and provide more information. Social media has 10x'd that. What you guys are doing right now, what we're... We're not just talking to each other in an office building. We're talking to people right now across all the different time zones around the world. And, you know, this is where the power is. It's in not just information, but in knowing how to use the information. And so one of the things I'm excited about today is sharing at least what's working for us and some of the tools and and devices that we're using to embrace the power of the Internet to uh, use and enjoy and benefit from live video shows like this and to create the community and the audience of the three of us. You guys, okay, thank you very much for the kind words, but you guys are also killing it on live video. And I've been watching what you're doing and we're all building communities, you know, not just across the street, but from the other side of the world. So that's the short answer, believe it or not. You ask a lawyer a question, I could take (laughs) hours answering it. That's the short answer. And so it's good to be here. And I'm excited to talk about some of the things we're going to be talking about today. I love how you have completely, you know, not only leaned in, but have gone all in on social media. And so what what I noticed, and of course, we, we touched on it. We touched on Clubhouse earlier, but Mitch Jackson just doesn't lean in. Right. I mean, you've taken advantage of this, you know, first in kind of uh, let's call it a social media thing for now. We know it's a number of things. Right. But you leaned in big time 
but I noticed how effectively you're utilizing it. So, in, you, you know, for Clubhouse for you as a lawyer, what what are you noticing is the most effective way to utilize it? To make new contacts, to build new relationships, to touch base with leaders of industry, whether they're CEOs of major companies, entertainment icons, venture capitalists, some of the top marketing and branding experts in the world are on Clubhouse right now. Silicon Valley business owners, investors are on Clubhouse right now. So what I'm doing is instead of spending time in the lawyer rooms, instead of spending time in the traditional marketing rooms, which I enjoy because time's, you know, it's, it's a limited uh, asset for all of us. It's probably one of our most important assets. What I'm doing with purpose and with intent is I'm actually finding rooms uh, being uh, managed and run by people who I want to get to know better. And I'm, I'm joining the rooms. I'm raising my hand. For those of you that haven't been on Clubhouse, you tap a button, you raise your digital hand, and you're invited up onto the stage, and you can have conversations with people that you may have not ever had a chance to meet before. So, Chris, one of, my, one of the things is I love meeting new people, and from those new relationships become new business opportunities, come new business to the law firm. But let me just take us back real quick to when I started, just 60 seconds or less. And I started practicing in 1986, didn't know anybody in Orange County, um, first-year lawyer, started my practice out of the back of my car, uh, realized that uh, it was going to be tough to compete against some of the more well-established law firms here in Orange County, California. Some of the best lawyers in the country are here in Orange County, California. Uh, a lot of the cases you guys hear about on TV, it's, it's Orange County firms. And so I'm starting to build my practice out. I only had a couple of files. I kept them in the back of my car and playing basketball down at Main Beach every single day. But I was networking and I was starting to meet people that needed legal help, right? Criminal defense uh, clients, uh, small business owners trying to start up a new tennis shoe line, whatever it might be. And so I started and built my business the old way and the hard way, one person at a time, spending money on advertising. We were spending thousands and thousands of dollars a month on traditional marketing, advertising, keeping our law library you know, up to date. And when the internet rolled around, when social media rolled around, you know, the reason I'm so motivated, Chris, is because I realized I can do everything I used to do times 10 more effectively and communicate with more people almost for free, right? And so I've never been accused of being the sharpest knife in the drawer. But when that happened, I'm like, okay, I need to just dive in headfirst and just, you know, embrace this technology, maybe push the comfort envelope a little bit because lawyers weren't using live video, they weren't using social media. And then I jumped on a platform, and we're going to talk about some of these platforms, but I jumped on a platform that was started by a gentleman named Jeff Floor. He's the co-founder of StubHub. Uh, before he sold it. And Jeff started a company called Spreecast. It was one of the, it was the first live video platform before Blab, before a lot of other, other platforms. And they actually reached out to me and they wanted a lawyer on the, on the platform. And I said, that sounds exciting. And within a month, I found myself on shows with Anderson Cooper, Katie Couric, Peter Diamandis, uh, Gabby Stern of the Wall Street Journal, people I would not have ever met wow. had I not given myself permission to dip my toe into this live streaming sandbox. And like I said, once that happened, I'm like, okay, there's power to what's happening right now in the world, uh, which has led me full circle to new friends like you and Jim 
And uh, so that's that's the motivation. That's the why behind why I'm all in on social. When a new platform like Clubhouse comes out, I don't know if it's going to be hot six months from now or 12 months from now, but right now it's the hot platform. And so I'm all in and I'm making an intentional effort to maximize my time, to maximize my effectiveness on that platform, to make new connections, to continue building my personal brand. And I got to tell you guys something, and you already know this. It's uh, it's a powerful platform. It's been working out very well. What I loved about what you said initially, when you talked about why you got into the business that you're in, is that you wanted to help people. And I think a lot of people, whether they're in sales or whether they're in law or whether, you know, whatever business, and they have customers, clients, they don't think about their customers or their clients' problems and how they can solve them. But I loved how you, uh, your mindset is about how how can I help people? I really like to do this. I'm passionate about helping people. Um, what are some experiences that you've you've had over over the years, whether it's streaming or not streaming, that um, you know you as a lawyer, where you were able to to help someone that uh, you know they had a problem, and you um, in your your profession you were able to help them through that? Sure. You know, it's uh, I think in today's business world. If you, if you don't have this mindset, I don't care what you do for a living, whatever your product or service is, if you're not working very hard right now to, to create an exemplary client experience, um, a unique, entertaining, memorable, easy tap, swipe, click type of experience that hopefully they can, you know, they can enjoy on their phone, I think you're positioning yourself you know, to eventually go out of business. So Part of my motivation is to try to stay ahead of the curve, to try to be unique and make it as easy and simple for my clients. Um, the major part of my motivation and Lisa's is to help people. And I would say out of the thousands of cases that we've handled over the last 34 years, many of them going to trial, um, every single one, Chris, not, not to you know avoid answering the question directly, every single one in its own unique way, whether it's a small case or a big case, um, has been a rewarding experience. It's why I'm still excited today to get up in the morning and practice law. I think we're doing it the right way. If you, most lawyers after 10, 15 years, they're ready, they're ready to do something else. Think about this. Every yeah. case we have, someone's got a major life-changing challenge uh, uh, you know, that, that they're dealing with, and, and we have to step in and help them. There's a lot of stress in the room. There's a lot of stress down at the courthouse. And so unless you've got the right mindset to, to deal with these challenges and approach these cases in a certain way, it can be kind of overwhelming and it can take it out of you. I've got a lot of friends of mine that, you know, after about 10 years, they were done. Like, they couldn't do it anymore. It's kind of like being a, a, a heavyweight fighter. You know, you got to have the right mentality. Right. And, you know, you're not getting punched physically, but you got to have the right mentality. So, so what we're doing is we focus on combining what we're doing in the courtroom with serving our community through our rotary clubs and other organizations. For me, you know, uh, getting outside and back in the day, 38, 39 years of riding motocross, uh, a lot of times while I was practicing law with other lawyers, a couple of local judges, um, balancing that with paddle boarding and running and doing some other things. It's kind of like this blur right throughout the course of the day that keeps me from going cross-eyed or drooling over my pleadings, answering discovery responses. Uh, you pepper that with the right trials and the right juries, and it gets exciting. I think one of one of the uh, the two most memorable cases 
uh, just that come to mind right now, just because there's something attached to each one, just super quick, was uh, I had a case for about five years where it was a wrongful death case. Um, I'm not going to go into the details, but Johnny Cochran's office, because of a conflict of interest, wasn't able to help the family. Uh, they were referred to my firm. We took the case, litigated it for five years. We had a settlement offer of $1, a wrongful death case that went up to, I think, ten dollars or $15,000 before trial. Uh, we tried the case, and the jury came back with a $5.5 or $5.5 million verdict, which, which resulted in my firm being acknowledged uh, and me being named a 2009 Orange County Trial Lawyer of the Year. That was a really big deal because nobody thought we could win that case. 2013, we had another case where we helped create some new law in the state of California. Um, I had a chance to uh, receive an award by the Chief Justice of the California Supreme Court, uh, along with a couple of other lawyers. I was one of California's 2013 Litigation Lawyers of the Year. So for a guy growing up on a ranch in Tucson who didn't know anybody when he moved to California, to look back on my career and have those two little feathers in my cap, it feels pretty good. And now the best part is our daughter is in her second year of practicing law at Shepherd Mullen up in Century City, which is in Los Angeles. And when we asked AJ, uh, why do you want to be a lawyer? Because it wasn't something we were pushing. She said, well, I've watched you and mom help a lot of people over the years, and I want to help people too. Good and job, so when, you, when you combine That's all awesome. of that, you know, as a dad, I mean, everything I've done, I don't care about that. Just I'm like, okay, so cool. So that's another long answer to a short question. Sorry, Chris, but that's no, where I'm coming no, from. That's no, me, don't right? apologize for that, man. We're all dads okay. here, man. Yeah. That's, yes, uh, that's yes. amazing. It's all about family, right? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Mitch, what, what drove you to, to create a book about social media? You know, you would have maybe thought the, the first book would have been like social media for lawyers, you know, um, somebody's already written social media for dummies, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Believe me, I've got that one. I tried, Jim. I, you know what? I wasn't smart enough to write the book on my own. Let me show you. The, it, it, there are a couple of different versions. This is one version. Okay. I think the most recent one has me in a suit on the cover. Mm -hmm. But Jim, you know, as you well know, my secret to this book was I reached out to 44 top experts from around the country. Uh, who contributed chapters to the book, which was the best thing I ever did. I tried to write the book on my own and my cases and my trials just got in the way. And uh, once I reached out to some friends of mine who were all very kind and contributed chapters, um, the book kind of started to come together. And the reason I did it, Jim, was because I had a lot of friends of mine asking, how do you do this? How do you, how do you live stream? What platforms are you live streaming on? How do you use Instagram? What's Twitter? How do you how do you tweet, right? And so I was answering the same questions over and over. So I decided, you know what I'm going to do? We'll just sit down for about six months, put this together. Now I've got something that I can literally just hand someone or I can steer them to where? Amazon, right? It's available <laughs> as a book, right? Audible and Kindle versions. And they can literally get, as of today, I mean, this book's two years old, but it's more relevant today than it was two years ago. Why? Because people are understanding now, because of COVID-19, because of social distancing, because of working from home, because of the importance of having, having a brand and having a cloud-based business, this stuff right here is more important than it's ever been. And uh, so that, that's why I put it together. It's, and if you notice, you know, the title to the book, 
It's the ultimate guide to social media for business owners, professionals, and entrepreneurs. I didn't even mention lawyers. Right. And I did that on purpose because what I wanted to do is empower other business owners, other professionals, whether you're an accountant, a doctor, a lawyer, um, a CPA. I wanted them to understand that it's okay to build out a brand on social. It's okay to help more than one person at a time by sharing your secret sauce. And by having that Bob Berg, co-author of The Go-Giver, having that Bob Berg mentality of just being a giver, you know, give, 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 and then give some more before you ever ask for anything. And one of the contributing authors uh, to my book was Mark Schaefer. Uh, Mark Schaefer shared a chapter about being known. He wrote a book called Known, which was outstanding. I read it on my way back from Amsterdam on a family trip. And um, Mark shared a chapter just for the book, really kind of consolidating many of the things in the book known just for social media and for this book. But Mark's got a new book out, right? And I think before we went live, we're going to talk about that. This new book is called Cumulative Advantage, How to Build Momentum for Your Ideas, Business, and Life Against All Odds. And I know he's super excited about this book. I think he thinks it's probably one of his best. I can't wait to get it. But for example, what's fun is when somebody reaches out to me to purchase my book on Amazon, I'm going to direct them you know, over to Mark's books, over to Bob Berg's books, over to David Merriman Scott's books, over to Jay Bear's books, because I know lawyers and other professionals that tap into this information that has nothing to do with our industries, nothing to do with what we do, but it has everything to do with connecting with people. It has everything to do with closing that deal, winning that case. Um, I know it's going to enrich their lives. And so I love sharing this stuff with with everyone else. And uh, I think the uh, unintended benefit of this is that it's also allowed me to meet some really cool people from all over the world. Um, and, and form new relationships. There's a um, wonderful, uh, so I don't know if she's a barrister or, or a solicitor, or I think she's a retired barrister out of uh, London, uh, outside of London. It's Leeds, London in the UK. Her name's Chrissy Lightfoot. And when Chrissy and I first met back around probably 2010, 2011, where she interviewed me for a book that she was writing. It's called The Naked Lawyer. And what it's all about was lawyers uh, you know, uh, showing their human side. Uh, and back then, lawyers weren't showing their human side. But Chrissy and I kind of hit it off and we stayed in touch. And so when my family took a trip to London two years ago, year and a half ago, um, we all got to sit down and have lunch together, right? And we, and when she comes out here, we're going to go paddleboarding down at Dana Point Harbor. So what's fun about this is when I see the two of you and you're in South Orange County, you're here in Southern California, we're going to do some stuff together. Right. Yeah. And, and this wouldn't have happened had it not been for live video, social media, a lot of the conferences that we go to. None of this wouldn't have happened unless we had stepped up and made the effort to embrace this new technology, embrace these new opportunities. Yeah. And, and I and I loved your book. I mean, I got to read it, you know, cover to cover. And and it was it was funny because as I was reading it, as like I've met this person. I know that. and it was just yeah. really cool how you how you put that together. I mean, you know, Madeline Scalar, Mike Alton, Stephanie Liu, all just not not just good content, but good people, right? And I think I agree. that was a requirement. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah, a prerequisite, just so you know. 
<laughs> I had some knuckleheads that wanted to contribute chapters. And I say that affectionately. That's a term we, we, it's a Latin term we've learned in law school a long time ago. And I, and I, and I'll tell you, there were five or six chapters that did not make it into the book. And that's just the way it is. You know, that's actually a, a term that we like to use in the Marines as well is, you know, you knuckleheads. Yeah, that's, that's I, a, I think it's, I did not term. know that it was derived in Latin. So, um, <laughs> well, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, headis for hard headed, right? <laughs> You know, and I'm I'm glad you clarified a lot of that stuff, Mitch, just because social media, amongst other things, technology and whatnot, changes so rapidly. There's always new developments. There's always like, oh, did you know that uh, Instagram's now doing this and Twitter's doing this? But it, the book isn't just about that kind of stuff because it just dates itself. It's concepts. It's mentalities. It, it's mindset. It's it's like mm-hmm. like you're talking about. You mentioned Bob Berg, the you know the the giving mentality. Social media is social media. It's not just something you can trumpet from wherever. You actually need to be social on it. And I, I, I love how the book touches on those things. And the the fact that you reached out to people that, you know, contributed to the book is is giving in and of itself. So I think I think you, if someone were to look at this book and they were to say, well, it's 2021, but it was written two years ago or whatever, it's not about you know, here's the new concept that's now happening, reels on Instagram or anything like that. You can go to the internet and find, you know, whatever you right. want to find about that. It's, Thank you. It's the, it's the concepts of what you want to do and what you want to deliver on social media, which is not just relevant today, but which will be relevant years from now. So. I'm so glad you brought that up, Chris, because the book's broken down, just wrapping up the book real quick, into three sections, you guys. And, and the first section is understanding the mindset of social. That's why I started off with Bob Berg, chapter two, having a go-giver mentality, because unless you've got the right mindset for social, it's not going to work. Unless you've got the right mindset for life or business, that's not going to work for you either. So the content in the first section applies to all of the above. The second, second section is all about understanding the personalities of the platforms. The last section, you guys, is my favorite section. It's 14 or 15 chapters on how to communicate. These are uh, different approaches that we use in court, during mediations, arbitrations. I've got top keynote speakers that you know talk in front of thousands of people at Tony Robbins who have contributed their speaking styles and tips and approaches to the third section of the book. One of them is Carmine Gallo, who wrote the book Talk Like Ted. And Carmine interviewed 200 TED speakers. Um, and to find out what makes, you know, what makes the top TED speakers so good. And I think they're all great, right? But what Carmine did is he wrote a chapter just for this book on how to take the tips he learned after interviewing these TED speakers and apply them to social media. And he broke it down into three components. I can share them with you real quick if you'd like. Yeah, so please, well, yeah. yeah I think it's really important. So what Carmine basically says in Talk Like Ted and in the chapter is you want to create social media that has three components to it. Number one, you want your social media to be entertaining. And we all like to watch entertaining social media. It has to be appropriately entertaining. Um, if I'm talking about a serious wrongful death case, obviously that's not entertaining to any anyone except if the circumstances behind what happened are unique. It's a Tesla that was self-driving that collided into the side of a semi-tractor trailer. That's kind of interesting to a lot of people, right? So you want to craft your message, your post, your story, your live stream 
and have some type of appropriate entertaining component to it. Number two, you want it to be unique. Uh, there's a reason why I'm not in a suit and tie right now, in addition to COVID and working from home. But I want my viewers and my audience and people who know me to understand that I'm just the guy next door. So you're always going to see me you know, in a casual attire. I want to be unique as a lawyer. When I'm out running, when I'm down on the paddleboard, back when we were racing motocross, that's unique. A lot of lawyers aren't doing that stuff. They should be. And I think they will after they watch this show because it really works. But you know, be unique in your content. And then the last component is create memorable content. Create content in a way where people are going to go, you know what? You need to watch this. Let me send you the link. Uh, one way you create memorable content is do your live video like this and then repurpose the content on different platforms, Co uh, convert it into an audio for a podcast, take clips of the highlights of your last year of videos and clip those highlights together to create an entirely new video that addresses a specific issue. If you're a lawyer and you're asked the same 10 questions each month, take that highlight clip, make it about 10 or 15 minutes long and have 10 or 15 experts, but it's going to be memorable to the recipient of the message. And so I think, you know, using a lot of the technology you guys are sharing here on Amazon Live, we may or may not talk about some of it today, using the approaches in the books that we've already mentioned. I think anybody, regardless of what you're selling, what you're doing, what type of consulting service you're involved with, can embrace this technology to really, uh, build their brands, both personally and professionally, and position themselves you know, for long-term success, not only in 2021, but for many years to come. And Mitch, uh, you, you may not know this, but uh, we, like you, use lately AI. So shout yes. out to Kate if she comes and watches us later to repurpose content like this, because you're right. It, it just makes it uh, so cool to, to be able to take these things and, and re you know, because like, like today, right? We do this live show. You've done it too. Well, it, don't let it just sit on the shelf. Do something right. with it. A lot of Tell people what lately does. And Agora yeah. Pulse too. I'm a, you know, I'm a brand yeah, ambassador yeah. for Agora Pulse. I love that platform also. They allow you to... Jim, I want you to tell everybody what lately does. But before you do, let me share something about Agora Pulse. Absolutely. So I'm sitting Please. in court, you guys. We're halfway through a two-week trial. It's like a Wednesday morning, morning break, probably about 1030 in the morning. The jury's dismissed. We're sitting at counsel table. And the other attorney leans over to me with his phone. He goes... How did you just tweet this out? Because I've been sitting in trial for a week and a half and my phone's, I'm following you on Twitter and you're tweeting like four or five times a day and I'm sitting next to you in trial. How are you doing that, right? And so I explained to him how on Sunday nights during Sunday night football, which is when we're trying these cases, uh, I'll sit down and just schedule a lot of content in Agora Pulse or have my team members do it for me so that it goes out during the week. Um, lately allows you to do the same thing, but it allows you to do a couple of other things using AI. Yeah, and, and that's where, yeah, we take our videos, we upload them, and then it finds those nuggets, right? And, and I love how they say, they get you to third base and then your voice takes it home. And so it's same thing, right? You're able to schedule through. Lately, you can even take that stuff, put it into Agora Pulse, which, uh, which I use as well. And, uh, you know, because this stuff is... Is stuff you got to remind. I mean, some of it, but you know, we like to use the term evergreen. That yeah. what you say is good at any time. Sometimes That's maybe right. even more so. And I think Mitch too. You know, something that I, I don't think any of us maybe anticipated was interesting in what you were saying about where now maybe like more. We'll just say professionals in general are going to say, "I need a personal brand." Is we accidentally were prepared for what happened the last nine months because we had been doing this before it happened. 
Like yes. live streaming wasn't something new to us. We weren't like, oh my gosh, how do I go live? And uh, and I don't think it's too late for people to get started. In fact, I'd say they should get started. And uh, and you know, I wanted I wanted to uh, Mitch. We talked about this before the show. Let's talk a little bit more about Clubhouse because you said you had a uh, seven. Uh, I think it's seven things you wanted to talk about regarding mm-hmm. regarding that. I think that that's some some good stuff to share for people that maybe aren't aware of what Clubhouse can do for them. Well, absolutely, Jim. So last night I was in a Clubhouse room. It's think of it as being on stage, you know, in this audio room, and I shared seven things that we're doing to move forward in 2021. Some of these ideas have come from watching what our clients are doing or how we're using technology, just as Jim mentioned, uh, such as live video, how we've used it the last eight or nine, 10 years, and how when COVID hit, it was just a couple of minor speed bumps here at the firm because how we're set up, we're still able to communicate with the clients in the cloud and and using some of the other approaches. So just real quick, because some of the uh, items that we may be discussing today help us do some of these seven things. But I think it's critically important, looking back at 2020, uh, moving forward, you guys, is you want to make sure that you're communicating with your clients in the way that they want to be communicated to. Okay, this is key. Right now, everybody's under a lot of pressure, stress. If somebody wants you to communicate with them using text messages or an email or picking up the phone, have your business set up so that you can communicate with that person in that fashion. Eliminate the friction. Make it easy. It's super simple to do, yet I see a lot of professionals say, well, we don't text our clients. Uh, We can mail you a letter or we can FedEx you a document, or we might be able to figure out how to use an email attachment, believe it or not. Um, But you know, the the key here, you guys, is communicate with the clients in the form and fashion that they want you to communicate uh, to them. Number two, focus on the relationships. If there's one thing we learned in, in 2020 is it's all about relationships. The courthouse is shut down. We stopped trying cases. Because of the relationships we've had, we have with our clients, they understand. They understand that we're, we're, even though they don't see what we're doing, they know we're doing the best we can to protect their rights and move their case along as best possible. I think the takeaway for all of us is if we're all servicing our clients in that fashion and there's another virus, there's another event that just shuts everything down by having those valued relationships where your clients, know, like, and trust you, they're going to be easy with you. They're going to give you a break. They're going to want to uh, uh, continue using your products and services as opposed to going someplace else. I think relationships, we've now learned, even though a lot of us knew this, I think it was a gentle reminder. There's never been anything more important. Totally important number three is to understand who your clients are. What we've done in the past and what we're even doing more so moving forward in 2021 is, for example, Chris, you and Jim are in our database and I've got you tagged uh, with respect to the different areas of business and practice and interest and hobbies that you guys have. We do that with all of our clients so that we can personalize our communications. If my Arizona Wildcats uh, basketball season right now are playing um, uh, Stanford, for example, I can easily click and send a text, an email, or bomb bomb email, video email uh, to a group of clients and friends and acquaintances who either went to Arizona, went to Stanford, or like college basketball 
and we can all kind of bust each other's chops and have some fun. That's how you create well, relationships. Well, Mitch, in case you don't know, Chris is a big blue fan of Michigan. So if you want to be prepared to, to to stir that pot sometime. Just you know, it, it, Arizona is very comfortable with beating up on anybody. So if we have to roll into Ann Arbor and take care of business there, uh, <laughs> we'd be more than happy to, although this may not be the year. Let's see. Number four is you want to be agile and you want to uh, take your business right now, you guys, and, and using a lot of products and services available on Amazon, build out a cloud component of your business so that if something happens and you can't go into work or everyone has to work from home, you know, make sure you've got a, a cloud-centered or focused type of service so your clients can be serviced via their smartphones, via their tablets. We use uh, Clio, which is a uh, practice management software that allows us to set up 24-7 portals for our clients so they can access the software uh, to get their case information, exchange documents, look at the calendars. They don't have to call us or text us. Everything's just a click away at three in the morning. I think now more than ever, I think clients really appreciate that. Uh, the fifth item, and I'll just go through these quickly, is it's really important, I think, for businesses to diversify. If you have all your eggs in one basket and somebody takes that basket away from you, maybe it's the state of California telling you you can't open up your shop and cut hair or let people work out in your gym. Do you have a backup plan? And I, I talked a little bit about uh, maybe thinking about how can you set up, and this is the sixth tip, some type of online subscription or membership service, some type of online consulting service that complements what you do. Lawyers, any business can do this, but it might be another revenue source so that if revenue source number one gets shut down for whatever reason, you've still got revenue source number number two. One of the secrets with creating an online membership, uh, mastermind or subscription-based service is also have a strong community and networking component to that service. People will go there, and I'm noticing this right now, people get together in my mastermind because we can all visit and, and, and just talk. And we can talk about you know Michigan basketball or Notre Dame basketball. I'm trying to think of some of the guys and, the, and gals in the group, big time Alabama football guys. Uh, <laughs> and then we have the Pac-12, right? And so, you know, sometimes we talk <laughs> about law, sometimes we talk about technology, but there's always something to talk about. I think everybody feels good and better after that one hour conversation. The last thing is just to always remember, we're building our digital 24 seven global brands. We're dealing with multiple time zones, you know, I'm here in California. There may be someone on the other side of the world watching this live or recorded show. Uh, and we all know that is happening. And so think, start thinking that way. Start thinking globally. Whatever you're doing, how can you build out that brand? Uh, on the show last night in Clubhouse was a longtime friend of mine, Chocolate Johnny. He's got a chocolate shop in Australia, uh, John Campos. And... Um, what he, John has done over the years, starting off with Periscope, fast forward to today, is he's taken this, he's a third generation chocolatier, but he's taken this, this chocolate store and he's created a global brand where he's now shipping chocolate all over the world. And this started back with the, when Periscope originally came out, which was the original kind of live video, which Twitter now has taken over and is going to be discontinuing. Um, John took advantage of this technology to expand his brand. And I think we can all do the same thing. I think if we do so and show our human side and uh, pull back the curtain and let people into our lives or what really happens 
behind the scenes, which is something I'm really going to focus on once things open back up and we can get back down to the courthouse. I'm going to take people back into the judges' chambers. They're going to talk to the jurors after our cases. We've got motions we've set up and stipulations we've set up so that we can all agree to uh, film and videotape and live feed some portions of our trials to the rest of the world. And it's pretty complicated stuff as far as the judge and opposing counsel giving us permission to do this, but there's a way to do it. And so we're already preparing for that because I know this is content that my audience is going to want to see. And I feel like once they see us in court, dropping gloves, throwing punches and taking names, I think it's going to help with more business coming in. I also think it's going to help uh, give young students in college an idea of if they want to be a lawyer, what's it really like to be a trial lawyer? Because it's nothing like what you see on TV. And so they'll be able to, you know, like I said, look through that curtain and get a better idea of what happens in the courtroom. So I think people that take advantage of these seven approaches in 2021 and beyond um, are positioning themselves for success. I think those companies, business owners that don't, are probably really rolling the dice um, and and just getting getting in the way of themselves when it comes to you know reaching the goals that they're setting for themselves at the end of each year. Right, Mitch. You know, I love how you always talk about like the personal side, and you maybe want to talk about it a little bit. Some of the tools sure. you use to do that. I mean, I know like you've got the GoPro is one of the things that you like to use because if yeah. you guys have never seen it, you got to follow Mitch on social. Mitch is running. He sometimes I think he's just got done with a paddleboard or something, but he's using this to communicate to everyone and see it everywhere, even on LinkedIn, right, Mitch? I don't usually see you, I think, in a suit. Right? Yeah, yeah I was gonna say I'm actually the secret the secret, <laughs> and everyone, everyone, you know, will tell you if they're being honest with you. We all prefer, you know, a casual shirt and shorts right now. We had a mediation where we knew the judge, went to law school with the judge, and I knew the other lawyers pretty well. So when we were done with the mediation, which was just basically a Zoom, everyone, the judge said, I've got, uh, I'm not going to go into details, but basically he said, I'm going to do something for, for, for the winner. If you have pants on, stand up and I will do something for you. Maybe it was a donation to a local charity, right? Just having fun. We we're all done with the case. None of the lawyers stood up. None of us had pants on. <laughs> we all had shorts on, right? My running shorts. And um, yeah, so I prefer this. This this tool right here, which is a GoPro, guys. This is my Hero 9 digital stabilizer. Uh, when I go out for a run, I just you know use my Archon mount so I can wrap this around a fence pole, a tree branch, or put it on the ground. Or I can just hold it out like this while I'm running. And I'll usually think of something whether it's a breaking news story that I read about that morning, whether it's uh, maybe a trial tip for a young trial lawyer, maybe it's how lawyers can embrace social media or live video. And I'll just run and just talk my GoPro. The video is outstanding. The audio on the newer GoPros are is excellent. And I'll create a short three to five, sometimes 10 minute video that I'll then um, share and repurpose on all the platforms, right? YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it might be. And it and it really gets a lot of engagement. People aren't used to seeing lawyers do this. For me, I'm multitasking. I want to go for a run. It takes time to create videos, so why not do both at the same time? You'll usually see me running by Chaparosa, which is where you know I coached Little League for many, many years with my son. And so I'll usually stop and show the Little League field and talk about a memory. 
But I think, you know, for professionals or anyone else, you know, whether you're using your phone, whether you're using a GoPro, it's just a great way to create unique content uh, that works really well. The other thing, Jim and Chris, you've got down there is the Samsung uh, GoMic Mobile. And this is pretty cool, you guys. Um, we use the Samsung device. This clips onto your belt, okay, or you can put it in your pocket. This clips on to the back of your phone, or if you're using a tripod, you can just Velcro it to the type to the uh, tripod. It doesn't necessarily need to connect to your phone. There's a little wire that connects to your phone. And what happens is whether you're 10 feet away or 50 feet away or 100 feet away, shooting video on your phone, it allows for critical, you know, a crystal clear audio, like you're two feet away from the phone. It is really, really cool, especially when I'm down on the beach and I was doing some some of the original virtual keynotes when COVID first hit. None of us were appearing on stage anymore, right? So I thought to myself, all right, I'm, I still need to do this keynote and we're recording them. I use this technology to do a keynote with the waves behind me, that noisy surf sound, right? But because I was using the Samsung, the audio was crystal clear. It also comes with an accessory, which is a mic that uh, hooks up the same way. So you can use this and just talk into it like this, uh, whether you're interviewing someone else or you're just holding the mic yourself and you're 15 feet away from, the, from your, your iPhone or Android device, and you've got crystal clear sound. So little things like this that aren't expensive, I think makes all the difference in the world. And you guys know better than anyone, uh, a lot of people don't pay attention to the audio component of their videos. And that's where they're really dropping the ball, right? You gave me a great idea, Mitch. I had never thought of this until, because I didn't realize that's what this thing did. So I, I'm in Toastmasters and a lot of Toastmasters struggle with doing visual presentation. Well, if I can have my phone attached to Zoom and now I can stand back, now I can have that audio, not have to sit there and worry about, oh, I've got to be near my microphone. You know, because a lot of times, right, we talk about you want to be, you know, a little further back. So I love the idea of using that as a way to be able to make sure that, you know, you get yourself framed right. You can be further away. You don't have to necessarily have this long cord attached to your tripod. I mean, that's you know, great. and you just use a little lapel, lapel mic, just like this. The reason we got it is so when I'm on stage, and Lisa's two or three rows away, but it's literally 30 feet away, especially on a big stage. I wanted to have my own video content independent of what the company was producing. And so that's why we originally went this route, Jim, and it really works well. You've got the nine, but it's not your first GoPro. Like I think right. every time a new one comes out, you get the next one. Not every time, but almost. <laughs> so, so the uh, the nine you got, the like the nine is the digital stabilizer is outstanding. The uh, audio is outstanding, but a front screen. So when you're doing a selfie, you can frame yourself and actually see yourself in the front. The older GoPros uh, don't have this, but it doesn't really matter because it's such a wide lens, wide angle lens that when you hold the GoPro out like this, whether you're walking or running, it's pretty easy to catch a good, correctly framed video or picture of yourself. But the 9 has this function. Um, before this, I had the GoPro 7. I didn't have the 8. It was fantastic. It is fantastic. It works great. I just had a chance to upgrade to a 9. And so I was able to give the uh, 7 to my son. and He's going to use that up 
At, he tells me he's going to use it up at the fraternity house at SC when he goes back up. But I advised him on the advice of counsel. I, I, would keep, I would keep the video to a minimum, but we'll see if he listens to me. <laughs> and I would tell you, you know, on the advice of counsel, thank goodness we didn't have this stuff when we were in college. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, exactly. You know, tell me more, Jim. Yeah. So, so Mitch, you know, maybe, maybe a final question. So if you were advising, like say someone, we'll just say, you know, business owners, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, how, what would you recommend to them to get started first? Like what should they do? You know, how do they kind of overcome that fear? So, you know, one day they'll be, you know, like Mitch Jackson. I don't want them to be like me. They don't want to be like me. It took me long, too long to get to where I am. But, uh, First thing, Jim and Chris, as you guys know, I would tell them, be yourself, right? That's that's something that none of us can ever duplicate. And I just shared a video last night with a uh, public defender in San Diego who I met on Clubhouse, who's into his practice about five years. And I shared a video with him uh, that I'd be happy to share with you guys sometimes. Um, but basically, just uh, that moment when I realized, quit trying to be like everyone else and just be yourself. And just stay true to your internal compass when it comes to values and ethics. And um, once I figured out, I, that's when the magic started to happen. That's when I, I started being more comfortable in court. That's when the types of clients that I wanted to represent started showing up at the office. And the reason being is I started sharing my hobbies, my interests and passions. People gravitated towards that. And then they come in and we friends or they become clients. I would suggest that lawyers uh, or anyone, um, you know, grab either my book or a book like mine and, and get a good feeling for how social media works, how digital works, and then have a game plan to build out your digital brand. Okay. Everybody, all the lawyers know the evidence code, code of civil procedure, rules of court. You kind of learn how to try at least the fundamentals. Knowing that stuff's not going to separate you from everyone else. So how can you separate yourself from everyone else? Uh, I think you can do it easily and cost-effectively by embracing social media and digital. And then, Jim, what I would suggest is once you, once you understand the dynamics of, of social, generally speaking, I would absolutely start a weekly live video show. You know, I would, I would start a show and start interviewing movers and shakers in your community. If you're a business litigation lawyer, I would have a weekly show shining a bright light on a new CEO, on a new business owner, both large and small in your community every single week and, and ask them what makes them tick. Why did they start their companies? Uh, you know, why do they enjoy being an entrepreneur? Uh, what are some of the challenges that they've had and how do they overcome them? I've got uh, some friends of mine that started Bomani, which is an alcohol-infused uh, coffee drink. They started up their company just before COVID-19 hit, okay? It's hugely successful. And I've got them on Clubhouse this Friday uh, to talk about their entrepreneurial journey. Now, Sam, Manny, went to high school with my daughter. So they're family friends. And I think the world of Sam and his partners, and I've got Sam and Ar Armin on, his, one of his co-founders, to talk about their, their journey. I think other lawyers can do the same thing, whether you're using live video, whether you're a podcast, whether you're on Clubhouse doing this, you can share other people's stories. But guess what happens when you do this? When you do this, um, you start to connect with other people. 
you might hit it off and start doing business together. They're sharing your interview with their audience. So when you have someone on that might be well-known, they might have a large audience. Um, those are all potential clients that are watching your interview. Those are all potential referral sources. And if you do it right and you don't make it about you, you make it about your guest. And, and once you figure out how to do that, it's fun and it's easy to do. I think that's the quickest way to build your brand. It's the quickest way to connect with the people that you'll want to connect with, especially in business. And I think it's something that everybody can do. I think lawyers are really good at this. Um, I think lawyers are good at standing in front of 12 people they've never met before and understanding just using people skills. And by the way, Bob Berg's book, Adversaries into Allies, is the best people skills, soft skills book I've ever read. Um, but but using the people skills in court, they're able to come back on social media and, and really create some some really cool videos. And so it's just a matter of showing them how to do this so that they go about it the right way and not the right way. You don't want to look like that late night lawyer ad likes looking at those, right? Not not even me. Um, and I think that's what I would recommend, Jim and Chris, is, is to just to embrace live video or maybe podcasting. I think video is even better for what we're talking about and do a weekly show and interview other movers and shakers. And I'd be surprised at how that will accelerate uh, their, their path towards success. So instead of it taking 20 years, maybe it'll take five years. It's still a long-term <laughs> play, right? Absolutely. Exactly. Play, exactly. Right? And I think, I think a lot of people, they want that quick fix, you know, like here's five ways for you to make a million dollars in four weeks, you know, or whatever the headline is. And they don't realize like there is, there is work here. There is some time there. This is somewhat of a long game, but this could be the quickest way. And I, I love how you sculpted this to say, listen, be vulnerable, be transparent, be yourself, be authentic, right? And then you'll get the right clients. You'll get the right attention. And the more you're you're alive and you're doing that and you're working those reps in and you're interviewing people, people can see you working with other prospective clients and go, you know what? That person is someone I can see me working with the more you're, you're doing it. Look, the older we get, the wiser we get. This is not stuff that I could have shared with you 20 years ago. This is, you know, I'm, I'm at the other end of the spectrum, right? And I, and I'm a better human being than I was 25 years ago. I'm a better father and husband, and you know, I'm a better business owner. I'm a better lawyer just because of the mistakes and the unexpected outcomes, right? And and so I'm sharing through a different lens than I would have shared, you know, 25 or 30 years ago. I will tell you. Uh, when, when this book came out, the first week it came out, Sunday morning, my son comes downstairs with a, and he goes, dad, dad, my, 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 my buddies think you're a rock star. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning. He goes, Gary V. just tweeted out your book to 1.8 million people on Twitter, right? And they didn't know that you knew Gary and, and like, this is so cool, right? And I said, well, first of all, I'm not a rock star because somebody tweeted something out. I'm a rock star because I'm your dad, right? Let's get that straight right now, right? So I had to like recenter him. And I was just busting his chops a little bit. And, I, and he, goes, I, he goes, what? And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. This goes back eight years earlier to when Gary was just getting started. His first book, Crush It, came out. A buddy of mine at a cross-country meet, his daughter and my daughter were, were, were two of probably 
Sheridan was the top runner. AJ was in her third. Uh, we had four runners our senior year with a top all-time top 10 times in a school that was 50 years old, right? They were state champs their freshman year. So they're in one and two in this meet against San Clemente. And Steve comes over and he hands me Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. He goes, you're going to like this book. So I'm checking it out. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I just started doing video too. And I liked Gary's approach. A month or two later, he was in Orange County at what's called a linked OC event. A friend of mine, Brian Elliott, had linked OC. So we went down and got a chance to chat and bullshit with Gary for a while. And it turns out Mark Sanchez, football in Viejo High School, was a quarterback at USC, and the Jets had just drafted Mark. Mark's uncle is a fire captain who is a friend of my buddy. All right. And, and this just all kind of came out during the conversation, but we connected about football and Sanchez and the Jets. And I had no idea he was a big fan of the Jets or he may be the future owner. But it was a dance, you know, that started a long time ago, right? So when he did that, and he doesn't normally tweet out other people's products or services, it had nothing to do with the book or, or anything else. It had to do with, you know, he's like, want to show Mitch some love. I haven't read the book, but there's a new out and here's the Amazon line. You know, I mean, look where we are. Amazon Live. That was pretty huge, right? And and everything just exploded after that. So uh, oftentimes this is a long-term play. You know, it's not a sprint. There's no finish line. It's not even a marathon. There's no finish line. This is more like working out. It's more like exercise. It's more like you know, just trying to improve on a daily basis. And I think yes. professionals and business owners that treat social media that way and just understand it's a daily activity that if you embrace it and bring it into your life and into your business and take advantage of new platforms like you guys have, I think that's how you can stand out above all the noise. I think that's how you can create top of mind awareness. And I think that's how you can create long-term success. You just have to take action. And that's where everyone drops the ball. Awesome stuff. Mitch, thank you so much for joining us today. You're, uh, you know, you're welcome to come back anytime. We can, we can have conversations about other stuff because you are a wealth of knowledge. You know, you're, and I love how you're always like doing cutting edge you know, stuff with social, right? It's like you said, you dive in. You know, Clubhouse may not be here in six months, but let's get what we can out of it now. You know, I, I mean... But it's, I think it's like, it's the fundamentals, right? It's just like when we played sports. You yeah. get the fundamentals in place and you can adjust to whatever comes up, up next. So, so do me a favor. I want to do a clubhouse room with the three of us. Three of us co-moderating a room. You guys pick the topic and let's blow it up. Awesome. I love, love it. it. All right. All right. Everyone heard that. that that's <laughs> called an offer, an acceptance. Yes. There's consideration. We're good to go. And we put it out there. The only thing left is we got to put money on it. That's it. And then it's done. Oh, it's going to happen. No. It's going to happen. We'll <laughs> save the money for the next next year's Michigan-Arizona game. Oh, Ooh. there you go. Okay. Now we're talking. There you go. There we go. <laughs> Mitch, thank you so much for, for taking uh, so much of your time. Sure. And, and not just that, but I mean, just the, the amazing wisdom that you've been able to share. And I hope everyone out there... You know, and we talked about this earlier. This content that we did is live. It's happening right now in this moment, but it lives forever, right? And so we're going to be using Lately and everything else. And uh, I just can't wait uh, for 
you know, the 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 world, the rest of the world to to hear these stories and to be able to share in uh, this this go giving mentality that you've uh, you've brought on the platform. Thanks again, Mitch. This has been just amazing. You're welcome, Thanks. Chris. Thank you, Jim. It's my pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Dealcasters. Congratulations. You've taken another step forward in your content creation journey. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button here in your favorite podcast player so you can be reminded every time we drop an episode. We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. If you're wanting to watch our shows live on Amazon, feel free to follow Dealcasters Live as well at dealcasters.com. Follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube channel where we also include added content that you cannot find anywhere else. If you have questions about this episode or have something you want us to review, you can also email us at dealcasters at dealcasters.live. Thanks again for listening. And you know the deal. Don't fear the gears.